Breathing Underwater. This week on Tales of Recovery is the topic that's coming up is the sensation of something really, really heavy on top of you and you're just having a really hard time breathing. Yes, it's the COVID season and grief season and protest season and all of these, I think, emotions that have been repressed for so long are trying to come up. And it's tangible. You know, the grief is so tangible, at least in my life right now. And Tales of Recovery is really about, anytime a guest comes on here, every time I come on here, this is really the process of recovery, is speaking out loud what you thought you couldn't say, or speaking out loud your 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 truth, how you're feeling, what's going on. And I spoke with Beth, this amazing, beautiful human from hospice about a week ago. She was calling the check up, check up on us and how you're doing after your mom's passing. And I was like, you know, it's interesting because I'm not really <clears throat> sad about, oh, I miss my mommy. I mean, I'm glad where she that she's gone, that she's free. But it's like I feel, I told her, I feel like this heaviness. I feel like I'm, and she just mentioned, she says, you feel like you're breathing underwater? It's like, yeah, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I'm doing the practices, you know, by yoga, meditation, my breath work. I keep my terrain strong with good food and lots of water, and I'm doing what I can. But still, I feel like the creativity is not flowing, and I'm trying to write this book, and it's not coming up. And work is, like, just so intensely boring right now. I can't. I know it's purposeful. I know it's amazing work, what we're doing, but it's like, what the hell? If you don't know, I work for the criminal justice system as, with public defenders, so I help. I'm in the legal team of attorneys and paralegals and investigators and interpreters and mitigators helping clients who are in this criminal justice system without resources to pay for their own attorneys, indigent, and most of my clients are you know, Latin American people that are, in my opinion, wrongly accused of a time of a crime, wrongly accused and extremely screwed with the system here of um, oppressive federal sentencing guidelines. So yeah, that's the work that I do, which is great and it's valuable work and it's very, very interesting. However, just right now in this season, it's been intense and what Beth was telling me is like, well, that's what breathing underwater feels like. And she talks to a lot of, a lot of people that have lost loved ones. And I'm sure a lot of you listening here, I mean, I know you have. Some of you guys have reached out to me about how we connected with, you know, when I was talking about walking my mother home and you've lost children, you've lost your parents, you've lost friends. I have a lot of people that I've known that have lost some people to, you know, pneumonia now with this COVID thing. And it's, um, and it's important to give time to grieve and to feel that breathing underwater is normal and that you don't need to get out of it right away. I even asked Beth, well, how long does this fucking last? Like, how long am I going to feel like this? You know, she's she's hesitant to give me, well, it's a one specific number. You know, everybody's different. You know, I can't tell you five months, six years, you know, but at least a year of your body having been through so much stress and tension and anguish and 
and you know it needs to to have time to rebuild and recover um, all of that energy that was just spent in trying to keep everything going to help my mom and my dad and my sister and everybody else just be okay while this was happening because my mom was sick for a long ass time and it's like she died and then I jumped right into okay now my 85 year old dad is moving in with us and so we got to take care of him and then well, we have some help and people coming around to work with us. But then guess what? It's quarantine. So no one's here. And so then it's a little bit tiring. Besides that, you know, it's just everything is tiring lately. And so what Beth was telling me is, you know, there's an analogy, like a scuba diving. When you go scuba diving, you're underneath. There's a lot of pressure. You're underneath seeing these amazing creatures and colors and things that you really don't see unless you really go down underneath with your scuba diving gear and the things that are down there um are kind of like an intense privilege to see if you're able to go scuba diving you know if you have the balls to do it ah myself i'm like fuck that uh, snorkeling is good enough for me. I mean, I might try scuba diving, but in general, you get the idea. It is an adventurous, courageous um, privilege to be able to go put on a tank and the oxygen and go scuba diving. So what you see down there, the beauty, you know, to witness this depth is really what it is to be in grief is... You know, if you're if you're down there, she said, if you can't breathe, you know, you can get. There's always the breathing buddy when you're scuba diving with your person next to you, and you can't breathe. You share the oxygen with the with your breathing buddy, so we don't have to do this alone. She also gave me the analogy of like just like start breathing like you have with a straw. So besides the times when I practice, you know, the formal practice of I'm going to sit and I'm going to time myself and do this breathing, and that's easy now. But it's bringing it into every minute and every second of the day when you're going crazy on a dog or a kid or a phone call or whatever and be able to just remind yourself, oh, I'm in intense repair mode of this human condition of, of anguish and grief that I've been going through for me for the past two years with the death of my mom and now for everybody really with this shelter in place and you can't go anywhere and you might lose your job and who knows what's coming up financially here and are you going to get sick are you not is this real is it not are we being brainwashed uh, fuck the vaccines or well I want the vaccine like this whole questioning of our reality is you know is so different than what we had six months ago so it's a loss and everything's constantly changing that's how life is. We're aware of that. But it's one thing to intellectualize it and think about it, and another one to process it and alchemize it in your body, in your muscles, in your lungs, in your cellular, all of it, you know, the organic computer that you live in. So all of this, like, breath work and moving and trauma work, it needs to be a, such an integrated part of of our lives, we need to own and be responsible for our health and our well-being and also have so much self-compassion to when we are feeling like we're breathing underwater, you know, I mean, our fellow human George Floyd and all this grief coming up again because these systems, they haven't changed, like when are they going to change? Part of 
really like the first thing I ever do with the lawyers I work with is go check on the agents and the police and the detectives that were working this case because more than likely they've been caught lying in another case or doing some other kind of craziness that isn't legal or ethical. Of course, I know not all of them, but in general, the system is oppressive and is saturated. It's saturated. We need to find different ways of rehabilitation, of healing, of showing others the way outdoors and with you know art and creativity and music and a different way to create self-love than just this punishment stupidity of beating people up and putting them in a fucking cage that shit doesn't work we're humans that need to connect to the earth to our heart to our emotions and those oppressive systems don't work you know and so everybody's angry and you know it's righteous anger um, and my friend Mimi gave us this quote this morning. I'm taking a course with her. And one of the things that she mentioned I thought was phenomenal. You know, when, when love is missing, let the hatred guide you instead. Hatred comes from anger in a deep, deep something that has not been satisfied. No, she didn't say go kill people and be violent. What I'm telling you is sometimes the hatred, this like it's like a fuel, this anger is there for a reason. So these protests, these coming up here and showing up for other people and saying, no, we can't do this, we need reform, is a beautiful thing. It's necessary, is what I'm trying to say. You know, some chick yesterday came by to my house. Well, she didn't come by, but I got a letter in the mail from her. And it was a letter, a handwritten letter, and I thought, oh, handwritten letter, let's see. It was a handwritten letter from a Jehovah Witness chick. They've come by the house, and I have deep conversations with them here about, you know, you're being lied to. Uh, I understand your need for belonging and for trying to figure this shit out, but really it's important that you pay attention to what exactly it is that you think you're, you know, preaching here because it's, it's just not right. Um, and I just, you know, I have conversations like, you know, we talk about it, we question, they try to sell me the Kool-Aid and long story short is that they know not to come to my house. But yesterday I got a letter from them. And as I'm sitting here breathing underwater, just trying to be gentle and slow and trying to just understand that I don't need to produce specific things in this moment to feel good, that it's okay to just get up, breathe love on my people, cook some food, and sit and meditate after I did my movement and maybe read a book. But no, here I am in my breathing underwater mode. Oops, hold on. Just well, sorry. If, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I have this little mini pin who likes to bark. And you can hear her little feet going around, and she's just part of the show. All right? So this is it. This is part of my recovery is accepting that I have this little freaking dog. So anyway, this letter comes. She's writing me this whole long-ass letter about the Bible and this and that and the Chosen and Jehovah Witness shit and with the COVID. She can't come to my door. And I turned the paper around and wrote very gently back to her like, dude, actually, I'm going to just say the truth. I was angry. It was not a gentle, let me write you back. It was, why the fuck are you writing a letter to me about this bullshit? It was like, please, in this house, we're no longer drinking that Kool-Aid. We 
We've woken up. I hope that you find your freedom and that you explore and educate yourself on the history of religion, the history of mythology, and the bullshit that you're drinking, which is not true and it's oppressive. These are oppressive systems that have been going on for thousands and thousands of years, and yet here we are still pretending everything's okay because we want a community and we want to belong. So we're going to this little church, and now I'm going to write a letter to somebody. Like, fuck you and your letter, man. Yeah, I wrote that back. I, I didn't write fuck you. I just told her to please, you know, study up and read and that I pray that she would expand her consciousness and that her heart would really explode when she was actually able to notice that this is not real and that there's a different type of freedom inside of you. You are a goddess. You are the universe. You don't need an outsized fake source to feed you this shit. And it's all of these oppressive movements that have everybody pissed off in grief and breathing underwater. So, you know, and somebody else told me earlier, like, well, you know, you shouldn't be angry. You should be all love. Well, you know, love can be an action and love can be a little bit angry sometimes. And it doesn't have to be some visionary love like they sold it at the freaking church shit. Or all like the holiness. Everybody, when you need to, anger is there for a reason. It is a signal for you to move and do what you have to do and process it out. Violence is not, but, you know, it might just come hand in hand once in a while. As we work this shit out, we're working it out as a community, as humanity, and as a, knowing that we're all one and that we all have this inside of us. You might think you're better than, you might think you're worse than. Guess what? We're all the same with different roads and different privileges and obstacles. But in the end, the breathing underwater, the grief, you know, the human condition of trying to work shit out, we all have that. We all have the opportunity to see that, to know that, and to, you know, try at least. To recover, to speak about it to in community share our hearts and share, you know, when you go to the 12-step meetings, which is where I started my recovery journey 25 years ago, you sit and you share and you listen. You can't cross talk, you can't give opinions, you just sit and you share and you listen. And from listening and listening and sharing this system of being in circle and being able to say whatever the hell you want, because there's no, you know, there's no like, you can't say that, you can't say that, no. There's no censorship. There's no like religious rules about you can't say this, you can't say that. And the only requirement is that you want to be healthy, that you want to be clean. So anything goes. And, you know, as you grow, you evolve and you learn certain things. And so you, you know, you process, you alchemize some of this healing, this anger shit. And you learn to breathe underwater. It's really a beautiful skill. And it's okay. We don't always have to rush up to try to get out of it. I'm in it right now. A lot of us are in it right now. What we could do is just be aware that we're in it. Find your breathing buddy. You know, even if you're breathing through a little straw, just be aware of it and notice all of this depth that is around us right now, that is around me. I can see it with open eyes and know that it's part of being human, pain and slow and grief and sorrow. It comes along with all of the other goodness. 
So may we all be well and and may we all be angry if we need to be. And if you need to breathe underwater with a breathing buddy, reach out, ask for help. And we'll continue to recover one day at a time just for today. Peace out, everybody.